Hello, I'm Derek Walker. I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church, and I want to welcome you again as we get into the Word. And today, we're going to address the important subject of overcoming bitterness. We're so encouraged by your responses to the program so far. We love to hear from you. We love to receive your prayer requests, and also, uh, if you're interested in, in knowing anything more about the teaching materials we have, we'll be happy to, to let you know. I wanted to share with you this evening from my own life and, and from the Word of God, how to overcome bitterness. And I want to read to you from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. You know, I wanted to tell you a story about my fridge. You may think, what on earth has a fridge got to do with bitterness? Well, if you just wait a little while, then you will see. Because uh, it was a couple of years ago, and there was this funny, little odd little smell in the fridge. And me, actually not being a very good housewife, thought, oh, well, it'll go away. And day by day, it got worse and worse and worse. And it was beginning, actually, to infiltrate the food that was already in there. And in sheer desperation, because the smell got so absolutely awful, I thought, there's no good, I've just got to get everything out. Because I'd had a little look here and there. I had to take everything out of the fridge. And in one corner, some lettuce leaves had dropped down, and they were rotting. And, well, I won't tell you what they looked like, but they absolutely smelt so awful. And when I removed that, then the fridge was able to recover and it became fresh and all the other food was able to be kept safely. And if you'd asked me several years ago, Hillary, do you have a root of bitterness? I said, me? No way do I have a root of bitterness. And I would ask you before I start speaking, do you have a root of bitterness? Let me describe a situation that I went through several years ago. It was in a work situation, and this individual was extremely charming, absolutely wonderful when there was anyone around to impress. But when they were alone with me, they would say words that would make me feel very small. If anything went wrong, it was always my fault, not their fault. They were extremely self-righteous, and actually they were quite abusive um, with their words. And I became greatly troubled. And I had difficulty in making decisions. And I had very poor concentration. I couldn't sleep very well. I felt exhausted most of the time. And I had absolutely no peace. And during the course of a year, I grew worse and worse and worse. Until one day when I was cooking and I put the salt in the fridge, I suddenly realized I didn't even know what I was doing. I couldn't even concentrate on frying an egg, let alone anything else. And I remember bending over the stove and I cried out and I said, Oh God, what is the matter with me? Help! Oh God, help me! And immediately the Lord showed me that I had been yielding to anger day after day after day. You know, up to this point I'd seen myself as the victim. And I blamed this individual for every misery in my life. I was so focused on their faults that I was totally blind to my own condition. I would justify my bitterness because they said this, they did this, they did that, they are wrong, therefore I am right. And you know, as long as I remained blind to my own condition, God, Almighty God, could not help me. 
But the moment I cried out to him for help, he showed me the condition of my heart, and it was sin. God always reveals to heal. God doesn't condemn. God separates our who from our do. He convicts us. And when God convicts us, we say, yes, Lord, you are right. Father, forgive me. And he brings healing. Now, the symptoms of a root of bitterness that I discovered in my own life, I would think about it, talk about it, think about it, talk about it, think about it, talk about it. Do you know, I could not bear to hear any good thing said about that individual. I couldn't bear for their name to be mentioned in my presence. I actually hated the name in the end. And I could see no good in them at all, not one redeeming feature. They couldn't do anything right and they couldn't say anything right as far as I was concerned. And do you know, I wanted everybody to know what they were really like, especially when they were being particularly charming. I'd be thinking, you should know what they're like. I'd love to tell you. And other people began to avoid my company. Even my darling Derek, who I think is one of the most patient men on the face of this earth, even he, I think, began to avoid my company. And I felt bad all the time. I felt really depressed. And there was a crisis point, another crisis point, when for, for a week, in, in seven days in succession, I would be woken up as though someone had woken me up at two o'clock in the morning. And wham, I'd be thinking about this situation. And so let's return to our text. Those are the symptoms of um, bitterness. Hebrews 12, verse 15. Looking diligently, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled you know our hearts my heart and your heart it's like a garden and the root of bitterness it starts just as a little seed you know a little offense and then something else was said well I hardly noticed it and then the second time well I, I, I just brushed it off well, the third, fourth, fifth, and fiftieth time I felt indignant I was Miss Huffy Puff <sighs> And it's the little foxes that spoil the, wine, the vine. An offence on top an offence begins to grow roots. And I didn't know that. This offence started just, as I said, as a little niggle. Indignation, frustration, anger, full-blown bitterness. I was unaware of what was happening in my heart. I only knew that I felt depressed rather like my fridge. All I knew there was a smell there, but I had no idea that it was my fault that it was there. And so this tiny seed had grown into a great big tree, and it is sapping all my strength, all my peace, my well-being, and even my health. So Derek and I, we happened to go out for a meal together, and I felt impressed to share this with Derek. And I said, you know, I've, I have forgiven this individual, but I feel so depressed. And I explained all the symptoms that I had. And then Derek started speaking to me about the sycamore tree. And he explained in Luke chapter 17, Jesus said in verse 6, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you shall say to the sycamore tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. As I've said before, you may say, what on earth has this got to do with bitterness? 
Let's go back a little bit to, um, to the same chapter, verse 1, and then verses 3 to 6. And I'm, I'm missing a few bits out because I want to get the salient points. Jesus said, things that cause people to sin are bound to happen. If your brother sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times comes back to you and says, I repent, forgive him. The apostles said to the Lord, Lord, increase our faith. Do you remember that Peter had said to Jesus, how often shall I forgive my brother? Seven times. And Jesus said to him, I say to you, not seven times, but 70 times seven. And that is 490 times in one day. The Bible tells us that unforgiveness and bitterness, they are likened to the sycamore tree. Derek explained to me a lot more about the sycamore tree than I ever realized. He'd been studying about it. Now, you know, its wood in Egypt was used to make coffins. Bitterness will ruin your life. It was ruining mine. And the roots of this tree would go deep. And it was really hard to kill. So if you just chopped it off at the surface, it would grow again. It had to be completely removed, all the roots. And this tree grows very quickly up to 30 feet. And its roots spread not only deep, but far and wide. And as Derek was explaining this to me, the Lord showed my, me my heart. It was like a garden, and there was an enormous tree right in the middle of it. But the roots had spread to the left and the right, all over, and nothing else could grow there. You see, the Bible tells us that its fruit is bitter um, and those who eat it, and it's sour to those who eat it. And I realized that I was bringing forth bitter words and I was making other people around me sour. So right there and then, I was desperate. Blessed are the desperate. I was really desperate. I wanted to be free and I didn't care that I was in a restaurant. I didn't care who heard me. I wanted God to set me free. Do you want God to set you free? And right there I said, Derek, please pray with me. And so he led me in repentance to repent of this bitterness of my heart and then to forgive the individual who I felt had made my life a living hell for several years. And then he led me to command the bitter root tree to be uprooted and cast into the sea. You know, when I did this, again, the Lord showed me a picture in my mind, and I saw this massive tree just literally keel right over, and all the roots came up out of the ground. And do you know the result of praying that prayer in that restaurant? I had heart peace. I could sleep well. I had good concentration. I had renewed energy. I had renewed fellowship with the Lord. I hadn't realized that all this bitterness was cutting me off from intimate fellowship with the Lord. And I was able, this was the miracle, I was able to love that person and to give thanks for that individual and they hadn't changed one little bit. And the Lord enabled me to bless them and ask God to bless them. Now how do you remove the tree of bitterness? You must forgive. We need to forgive to remove that tree of bitterness. But you know, if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it is impossible to forgive as God requires us to forgive.
You see, Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. And he says, Behold, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and I will sup with him and he with me. Jesus wants to come into your life. Jesus wants to fill you with his love and his joy and his peace. Jesus wants to help you, to enable you to forgive your enemies. He will turn your minus into a plus. Don't run away from him, run to him. He wants to heal your life. He wants to give you love, joy, peace, well-being. He wants you to be able to sleep well at night. He wants you to be well and whole. And if you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart, I want to pray a prayer with you. And I would ask you to repeat this prayer after me. Dear God in heaven, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died for my sins. I believe that he paid the penalty for my sins. That he has prepared a place in heaven for me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me and giving me eternal life. Amen. If you pray that prayer from your heart, you have eternal life in your heart. And God's love has been deposited in, in your heart. You can forgive them now. So your steps to freedom, you forgive them. You pray for them. Remember Jesus on the cross. When they were nailing him to the cross, giving him excruciating agony, and they didn't care, and they didn't stop what they were doing. And he was crying out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You have that love deposited in your heart right now by a supernatural action of Almighty God. Also, hate the bitterness. It's not your friend. I thought it was my friend. It was my worst enemy. Don't let that bitterness fester in your heart like I let that lettuce leaf fester in my fridge and spoil everything in the fridge. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. That's in Romans chapter 12, verse 9. As I said, see this bitterness for what it really, really is. You know, it's destroying you. Come against it. Don't side with it. Decide, make a cold-blooded decision. I will not have bitterness in my heart. You know, it's your heart. And no one can do it for you. Not even God. Only you can do it. But God has given you the authority. You have that authority to reject it and to command it to come out. How do you cast it out? You cast it out with the words of your mouth. Jesus said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, and I got this in Israel, there is a tiny mustard seed. If your faith is as small as that, Jesus said, you can take authority and uproot and cast out that root of bitterness and be free in your life. So if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this sycamore tree, be thou plucked up by the roots, be removed and cast into the sea, and it will obey you. You know, as I told you, when I did that, 
that tree of bitterness was uprooted from my heart and what God did for me, he will do for you. Do you have a root of bitterness? Don't wait. Now is the moment to pray. I ask you to pray with me as we confess the sin of bitterness and we ask God to forgive us. And so I'm going to lead you in that prayer. Dear Lord, I ask you to forgive me for all the bitterness I've held in my heart against. And you name that individual or individuals. Then I want you to say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I forgive. And you put their name in there, from the bottom of my heart. Then I want you to pray for them. Lord Jesus, I ask you to bless and prosper. And you say the name. Now you can freely turn in all authority and you command that tree of bitterness to be uprooted from your heart. I speak to you, tree of bitterness, I hate you. I will not have you in my life anymore. You have no right to stay in me because I have forgiven. I command you to leave me now. Be uprooted and planted in the sea of forgetfulness. I have authority over you in Jesus' name. You have to obey. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you pray that, that root of bitterness has been uprooted and removed from your life. But now we have to stay guard against any bitterness coming back again. So we have an inoculation. And to protect yourself, meditate on 1 Corinthians chapter 13. The Amplified Bible, that rendering is really, really good. And then also Luke chapter 6, verse 27 and 28, where Jesus tells us to love our enemies, to pray for them, to bless them, to do them good. And as you get that into your heart, it will come part of you, and you will build yourself up in the love of God, and this will give you immunization, so that the next time you're tempted, up will come the word of God, and you will forgive. You know, you can never master evil by tit for tat. From someone who has tried it, I tell you, it does not work. I used to get mashed. You need to return evil with good. Getting back at them, giving them a piece of your mind, this is coming down to their level, and it only makes the whole situation worse. By meditating on 1 Corinthians 13 and Luke 6, you will be able to respond in love, as I said. Jesus tells us to master evil with good. When you do this, when you obey the Lord um, by overcoming evil with good, you break the back of evil by doing the good. You defeat evil by responding with love. Oh, may God bless you as you live in his word. And I do ask you, I'd love to hear from you. Please phone or email or write and let me know how God answered your prayer and how God is blessing your life from now on. And if you've prayed that prayer to ask Jesus to come into your heart for the very first time, please write to us or phone us, let us know. We want to send you some uh, materials that will help you grow in your Christian life. And I know that you will go from glory to glory to glory. 
and you too will be able to turn around and encourage other people on how to overcome the root of bitterness. God bless you. Let's have one more look at Hebrews chapter 12 verse 15. Looking diligently, lest anyone fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. As Hilary said, are you troubled by a person? Are you troubled? Well, maybe that's a root of bitterness. And it's our responsibility to look diligently because the, our heart is our garden. And it's up to us. If you've got weeds in your garden, it's because it's, it's your fault. You should be looking diligently to see if there are things springing up that are troubling your life and that even defiling others because of what you're saying in your bitterness. And so I want you to look diligently in your life. And one particular area I want you to look diligently to your heart and to be honest about. It's an area that many people fall in and that's their relationships with their parents. I want you to read and consider Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3, and it says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Here it says that a major key to having a good life on this earth and a long life on this earth is that you honor your father and mother. Yes, they're not perfect. Yes, they've made many mistakes but you are to honor them and respect them. And one major problem in life is if you have bitterness against your parents for some reason. I'm sure they've let, let you down in some way. But when you're a parent, you realize what a hard job that is. But whatever they have done, and maybe there's been some bad things, but yet God says, honor them. You are to forgive them. And I want you to check your heart whether there is any bitterness in your heart that you've made bitter root judgments against your father or your mother. Because if you haven't dealt with that, and if that still troubles you, that it, you find it hard to talk to them, you like to uh, uh, avoid them, you, when people ask about them, you're always talking negative about them. If that's the case, that's troubling your life, and it's hurting your life, and it will destroy your life. God wants you to get that right. He wants you to get that root of bitterness out of your heart. He wants you to hate that and reject it and cast it out and be able to say, Dad, Mum, I forgive you. I bless you. I forgive you with all my heart. And I thank you for all the good things that you have done for me. And Lord, I ask you to cleanse my heart of any bitterness that is there towards my parents. Yes, God considers your relationship with your parents as extra important. And if you do not honor them, if you are always down on them, and you do not honor them, that God has given them to you, and God has used them in many ways to bless you, but you can't see that because you're so focused on that bitterness, then you're only hurting yourself. It's the number one thing. You need to cast that root of bitterness out of your life. I want you to pray right now I want you to, as it were, hold them in your hand and say, Dad, Mum, I forgive you. Lord, please remove this bitterness from my heart. I honor my parents. I honor my father. I honor my mother. And Lord, I claim that promise that with the peace of God in my heart, I will have a long life and a good life and it will be well with me. I urge you to do that. 
because it will not be well with you if you do not forgive your father and mother and honor them. In Jesus' name, Amen. This broadcast was brought to you from the Oxford Bible Church. We meet every Sunday at 11am and 6pm. You are most welcome to join us. For further information concerning our church services and our other teaching materials, please visit our website at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or call us on 01865 515 086.